0: Nick and me recorded this episode uh, about a week ago now Um, and in it I spoke about um, how this season was really formative for me um, and was a real uh, moment in my kind of life in terms of building relationships with my dad and things like that and Much like loads of Millwall fans that I know, my dad took me to everything. He's the reason I go to Millwall. That Merv Payne thing about, um, you know, why do you support Millwall? It's because my dad does. That is the key reason. Um, And so I remember him. I still remember going to the old den. uh, Two occasions. One uh, where I had to be on my dad's shoulders. And one where there were so little people I didn't have to be on my dad's shoulders. Um, I could just be... Uh, sort of stood up uh, in the terraces um, I remember the derby playoff game that we lost um, and everything that followed happening uh, happened following that um, I remember going to Wembley with my dad uh, for the first time in the 97 98 season um, and I remember promotion and um, the playoffs, losing the playoffs, the Gary Alexander goal that went in that was the highlight and that game typified kind of being a Millwall supporter just as this season did that I've mentioned today Uh, you know um, and the semi-final and the final of the FA Cup and um, I know that Nick and the gang were doing a a live stream on Sunday or on Saturday sorry um that marked the anniversary of that game. Um, unfortunately the day after that uh my dad passed away due to um coronavirus. Um and he'll be really missed. Um but I just wanted to we're not the only family that's going to be affected by this um but I just wanted to say a thank you and a tribute to my dad on here for the things that he's done involving Millwall that have kept us together and that we talked about and he wasn't, he didn't go to, he didn't have a season ticket for the last couple of seasons but um, our relationship really grew uh, and that growth and everything we could talk about, uh, Millwall was always mentioned in every conversation we had in some way shape or form Um, and the same with my little brother who had those formative years during the Kenny jacket era. So he had that same level of success for his formative years. Um, uh, But just as a message to say to people, please stay safe. uh, Please hug your families. um, uh, And, you know, Tell me you love them, reminisce while you've got the time now about all those good times you had, uh, especially around Millwall or whatever it is. Uh, you know, My dad took me to Millwall, he took me to all the sports I go to, uh, down at the community centre, um, uh, down at Millwall, all the football days and stuff like that. He was responsible for taxing me to it, um, and now I hope to do the same for my son going forwards. Um, but I just wanted to have this time to sort of mention that um, kind of in his memory. Thank you. You are listening to Achten Milwaukee.
1: Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Mill Fan Show and Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome once again to another edition of Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, and a big welcome to a voice that's not been around for a little while, but a really welcome voice, Craig Griffiths. Welcome back to the show, Craig.
0: Thank you very much. It's been a long time. I've, I've been an avid listener. I've been an avid
1: yeah, well, we're trying to do a little bit in these in these difficult times to um, try and lighten the uh, lighten the mood a little bit. All we've got all we've got is nostalgia to play with at the moment. Exactly,
0: we're stuck in yeah. isolation. All the all the voices start coming out of the woodwork, which is why I'm yeah. here. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, just to, I mean, uh, uh, we're just having a conversation off air about the the current situation. But mm. and I, it, this is this is intended to be a lightener. So I don't want to do all too much on this, but I just want to take my hat off to the. The staff of the NHS generally that are battling with this situation at the moment um I just think we just talking about it it's it's a deep and heavy subject but um they're they're making the toughest decisions out there Craig aren't they at the moment
0: yeah yeah so my you know I, I'm for those who don't know I work as an operating department practitioner but now a lecturer so working primarily in operating theatres and my wife is an obstetrician uh, consultant so uh, we've kind of i've been in and around it and and the decisions that have sort of been going on and uh, one thing i can say is it it, all the thank yous all of the nice comments and everything like that it really does boost the morale of all the staff it 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 really does so much like the other night that clap for the nhs thing i was putting my son to bed yeah and all of a sudden I heard this clapping. I thought, Well bloody, hell, I was waking he's gonna wake him up, was it? And then <laughs> and then realised and came downstairs to my wife sort of in tears because she was sort of so grateful that like our street had come out to do it and stuff like that. So those things really do help. Um you know, and it's not just the NHS. It's it's like Tesco's workers and stuff like that. They're really keeping yeah. the country going, and and yeah. uh, they've been doing it while getting a fair bit of abuse that they don't deserve at all.
1: No, I mean you get this. I mean, it, it just uh, you're right. It's it's the it's all of the it's the NHS staff. It's the other people too, because mm. you know, just saying to you off hey, I live near the XL, I'm seeing yeah. what's going on there, and then you see an advert for for cleaners, for people to man mm-hmm. the tea bar. Yeah, you know, you, people need to have a drink. you need yeah. a rest um all sorts of things you think i never would have thought of that but of course it's all part of this effort because uh, yes you could you you'd be a very tough run, but you could have it without t bar. but it makes the life yeah. it makes the function of the place work and, yeah, yeah um so hats off i mean i you know we won't dwell too much longer on that but well done to to everyone involved i think that's probably yeah. the best way to put it um yeah. and we're trying to cheer everyone up a little bit and we're doing our favorite season and you've chosen a fantastic a classic season yeah with uh with the ultimate punch at the end <laughs> i think so so
0: the reason i chose it is because for me this typifies a millwall season or a mill <laughs> a, not even a millwall season this typifies a millwall supporting life <laughs> in
1: one season in one season yeah and that season that season is craig griffiths do you want to do the reveal mate it
0: is, it is the 2001 2002 season often remember uh, <laughs> for the, for how it ended I might
1: Rather do a, cre- than how it started. <laughs> a crescendo, a crescendo sound effect at that moment. I think you're right. I, I, um, I, I it's, a, it's a wonderful season for many, many reasons. Um, and then obviously we have that at the end. So I'm just going to look at the Mill History webpage because um, it's a great resource. Listeners, if anyone wants to tune into to mill it's a mine of information. But I, just to start us off, Craig, I was just looking at the transfers in and out, actually, because we we got promoted <clears throat> clearly um, in 2001. We'd won the championship with some, you know, some aplomb. Yes. Um, so we go into the summertime. It's just fascinating to look at the names that left the club in the summertime of 2001. I mean, it's it's like a different, um, another time, another place. As the album goes, it's I'm just looking at Byron Bub left us in two, May 2001. <laughs> <laughs> remember him? I can remember him existing, but I don't remember him. No. Um, Leon Court um, yeah. names Jamie Stewart. Who can forget Jamie Stewart from uh, the the boy who wasted a career for many many different reasons? Tommy Tyen left us. Yeah. Um, uh, played in in the uh, in, in the third tier league one, or whatever it would have been called then. Uh, Michael Jewkes, Bobby Barry left us. Bobby Barry, I
0: remember Bobby Barry as being a. A boo boy, like a, the, the, one of the original Alan Dunns.
1: with good reason, mate. With yeah. good reason, <laughs> there was a reason for that, Greg. Yeah. Um. He joined Colchester United, but we'd gone up to uh, let's call it the Championship, one better, better. I think it was yeah. called the Divi- Division One then, but we'll Division call it One, champ- yeah. To put it into modern money, so we we entered the season in in fine fettle. Um, we were about to lose Lucas Neal, a mainstay of the promotion side 600,000 pound he went to Blackburn um for which I don't know I know I know we've moved on it's 20 years ago nearly um but it still seems low to me for mm. a player of his talent doesn't it Lucas we
0: we were never good at we were never good at selling players no we never seemed to or be. get or we getting never... the money's worth which is interesting considered Theo Pafitis was meant to be this brilliant ruthless businessman he wasn't exactly Daniel Levy
1: no <laughs> It was meant to be. I'm never sure about. Uh, I mean, he, he did. He did what he did. So we won't, It's not a knock Theo show. But uh, no,
0: no. It, just, just in that, that. That was the one bit that always surprised me about his business yeah. acumen. Is that we never seem to get the value that our players were worth.
1: No, no, that's true. Um, Neil Lucas left us. Paul Moody was to leave us. Um, no longer really suited to the higher level. And then in October, a name that lives on in, in forever, Giovanni Sabarese, who, uh, who apparently, apparently was with us briefly. He was, I remember him um, coming yeah. in, and, he, that, and then he went. It's he...
0: one of the names that came up um, when I was looking through again th- this website, trying to do sort of remember, see see if my memories were actually sort of at the right time period. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing him. I remember seeing f- um, uh, people like Phil Stamp
1: and stuff on and and. <laughs> And thinking, <laughs> How fucking did they play for us? I don't. I had I genuinely. I mean, just we, we're going to get into the season proper in a moment, but I genuinely forgotten Ryan Green. Yeah. I, I mean, there was, it was he played for a yeah. series of in defence. I I just forgotten yeah. him, Craig. You know, um, yeah. Ryan I, for Green. For me,
0: for me, Paul Moody was was a was a not a big loss, but um,
1: an emotional one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a you know he was a massive part of that partnership with Harris, and actually it was a real for me not the hope had gone i think we went into the season really excited but because of harris's um testicular cancer i think had been announced at that time as well
1: yeah yeah we'd
0: lost the spike uh, a, a strike partnership we were going into a season losing a, sp- a strike partnership that had scored what 40 odd goals 48 goals or something stupid 40, like that. 40
1: 42 goals in, yeah. in, the, in the third tier um Neil, I mean, the the, the 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 big news of the summertime was, and you just you just touched on it there, the the cancer of Neil Harris, yeah. and what what a loss of talent that was when you think back to. I mean, I, I watched the um uh, the highlights reel for the previous yeah. season, and as I think Harry uh, did the show with Harry, and, and as he said, you you forget how good a player he was, how mm-hmm. sharp in the box, and to have it kind of taken from us in the way that it it, it, it did, it was. The, the, the moving on of Moody, I, I, yeah, that was an odd one. I, I can only presume that Moody wanted first-team football and probably yeah. wasn't guaranteed it with um, the Claridge and, and, sadly, a partnership up front.
0: Yeah, which I actually didn't realise until I uh, listened to the podcast of Harry. I'd forgot that that was a partnership the previous season. Yeah. I forgot that, Sadlier and Cotty had signed that season and that was when they sort of it all sparked together. Um, so I'd forgotten that they'd even played as a strike partnership before, um, but it was it, yeah it was weird to to not have Harris and I think I mean it depends what listeners feel at the end of this Mark McGee should have been our best manager ever.
1: Yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah I mean it was it was um, it was an odd an odd an odd an odd period I mean I, I think he he possibly could have been had this season. <laughs> had had uh, what was it? name, Stern John. Had he not got that goal in the yeah. last minute? You know, so much turned well, on that moment, didn't it? It's for, well for me.
0: Have has any manager has and probably loads of teams will say that they have, but has any manager had two Premier League bound strikers basically have their careers cut short in their twenties?
1: Yeah, true. one
0: year apart from each other.
1: Yeah and still come close
0: to success. And still come close. <laughs> and still come close. Like I, I you know, think we really underestimate how good this team
1: was. It's it's strange. I was just before we we did the call I hadn't done a huge amount of prep for this show today and I normally like to do mm. a little bit but I was just watching the the video reel for um uh, the Bulls versus Wolves game which features towards the yeah. end of the season. And honestly, you look at it and your hair, the, the hair on the back of your neck rises because this was a proper Millwall night. This was a full-on side against a decent Wolves outfit. It was like two, the, the clash of the titans. It was two major clubs coming together. Um, and you forget how good Claridge was at the age of 30, 35. He was playing with the number 35 on his back at this yeah. stage. The running on him, Craig, the, 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 the control, the, the the willingness to persist after balls that looked lost and, and snap little chances away. Incredible player.
0: Well, it was, he chose it. He chose it because he was 35 when he signed, wasn't he? So that was that yeah. was the number he chose. Because Absolutely. Of
1: that. But, yeah, um, and at that age, and teamed up with the the rising star of, of, of Richard Sadia. I mean, you're right. Uh, Neil Harris would would certainly have played at Premier League level. Who knows how far he would have gone there? But certainly mm-hmm. pre- Premier League quality. Uh, Richard Sadia was. A Republic of Ireland international quality striker, yeah, um, and would certainly have played well in the Premier League had we have made it. Um, you know, this this was the, this season was the flowering of that strike force. The the the, the tutelage of, of uh, the old master Steve Claridge with um, Richard Sadlier was one of the standout things to come from this this season, in my opinion. Um, wonderful to watch. Wonderful to watch the old footage, even though it's a bit fuzzed. It's yeah. a little bit um, you know, early days of video. Is
0: one thing I I noted from the looking at the old footage is um, and again it sort of leads on from Harry talking about um the previous season, we were relentless. Absolutely, it was absolutely relentless. We were going forward the whole time. But we could team. And we could score from anywhere.
1: That was a team that no one gave you an inch. No, yeah. I mean from from Warner in goal. Who, who, you know, I know I know that he has his um, quirks of you know and his yeah, personality. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but in that in that team, he was he was the starting point. You've, you've yeah. got nev- never never got You know, um, I'm just looking at the, the team. The opening day fixture here. Let's let's run our. Yeah. This is a, a home win against Norwich. Um, a great day because I was there. We, we bounced up from the third division. Um, so it's that, our first I- game? In the soft, in the second uh, second tier. Great day. Yeah.
0: That was that was my I can I can remember that as clear as that I remember I don't remember the first goal, I was watching it back. All I the one I remember is Stephen Reed's goal.
1: Really? Yeah. That
0: that yeah. rocket foot
1: just my, out of um... nowhere. At the time, I've I mentioned a couple of times on the shows I was living over in Wandsworth so to take my my, my um, ex partner's son to Millwall, mm-hmm. and Reedy was his hero. Reedy was who he aspired to be as a footballer. He had everything. He was, he was not you know young. He was he's not that far um, behind him, I suppose in in age terms, and yet yeah. he delivered on the pitch. And what a rocket shot he could deliver at will. He was a fantastic midfielder. But yeah. just run through that run through that team there. Some of these names. I mean. Um, Warner in goal. We've got Lucas Neal um, in right back. He was he would be replaced um, in time by Matt Lawrence, and then yeah. uh, I've forgotten Ryan Green. But at this stage, it's Lucas Neal in in, in the right back. Robbie Ryan. So um, Robbie, can I just a point about
0: Robbie Ryan. Yeah. In an all-time Millwall eleven, it just feels like you'd have to put Robbie Ryan in it. He wasn't even he wasn't that great. Um, we've probably had better left backs. We might even have a better left back now in in Murray Wallace.
1: We probably do. But, but you you, but, you touched but, the right word, relentless.
0: But during that time, I could have told you I didn't care what it was. If Millwall were playing and he was fit, Robbie Ryan was the first name on the team sheet because he was always on. He yeah. always played. It was he, just...
1: gave, he gave you hundred percent every yeah. single moment of every single game. He, he had Abdu levels of never ever stopping. Not not yeah. the best player we, we, the moment, you know. But like
0: but, Abdu, you know, people say, Oh, you know, you know, he, he can't pass the ball. But yeah, but if he could, he wouldn't be at Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we've got him. That's why he isn't playing in the higher
1: league. If Robbie because Ryan had been any good, he'd been playing at Liverpool and Manchester United. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean a, a, a great fullback, two great fullbacks there, and others would follow to fill their shoes. And then we're going to come on to the, uh, the central defenders. We've got Nevercott and Dice. We've mentioned those two. I mean, uncompromising characters, Greg and Sean Dice, and probably his best season in the middle shirt. He didn't play many games really, but when he did play. He left his mark, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love that pair. I mean, just looking to the team sheet, Nethercott never missed a game. He no, he, no, he, was, he played every single game that year. And um, Deitch was before. a was a good foil to have with him. He had Tuttle and Ward came in as well, but um, Deitch was just it, it was a prop. It was like a grown up back four.
1: Yeah, they they look like men, and yeah. you know you can see, you can see how how Dyche is so successful in management because he was no nonsense, and yet you knew that he had a, he, he was he had that slight touch of you could put his he might hit you, but he put his arm around you afterwards. You know? yeah. he was that kind of player. Yeah. Great, great, yeah. great, great defenders. Um, midfield. I mean, we're talking. I know I, I know Livermore gets um gets slated somewhat, and I think it's slightly unfair on him because that was a midfield too. That many many teams were giving them their right arm for Tim Cahill and David Livermore in midfield. Livermore doing yeah. the water carrying role, you know, um, essential yeah. role.
0: Yeah, I think L- Livermore got stick when he when he didn't have Cahill as his foil, or Cahill was injured, and he had he had to do more than than was required of him.
1: But... It came down to his football brain at that point, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor old David Livermore, I, I quite like him in a funny kind of way. Um, Tim Cahill, I mean, again, watching the Wolves' um, footage, you see the the true measure of the young Tim Cahill, what a player. Um, you know, you could see the how he would go on to, you know, greater fame and fortune elsewhere, but at this stage, he was still mill through and through, and, and his ability to hang in the air, basketball style, incredible i don't know how how he developed that i always wonder how do you develop the ability to hang in the air what what, what would you what training routines do you do or is it just natural god's given you know
0: yeah i I coach american football and they do a lot of this jumping drills and stuff like that but he always seemed to like you said he always seemed to he would jump and then three or four seconds later he'd still be up there
1: what's your hang what's your hang time craig (laughs) that's very (laughs) quick
0: um, it, Fra- it's of just, second. It's, of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a quick plummet rather than a hang
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then on the wings I mean you know we've got we've got Reedy we've mentioned Reedy already he was a fantastic kind of midfield wideish windfield players blows with a, an incredible shot on him I mean some of the shots he put in, in the goal that season were amazing and then the mercurial genius that was Paul Eifel I see of the old footage. The more I love him, more I, don't mean, I couldn't love him more. But he was brilliant, wasn't he? When my he got dad, the ball,
0: I mean, my dad always used to say the best thing about Eiffel is he didn't know what he was going to do, so there was no hope <laughs> for the opponent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what a quality crossing! I mean, when he got when he got the ball in the right position on the right side, he was inch perfect with his crossing. And and you you know you see um, you you see this this come to come to pass this season. Um, and then up front, we've mentioned both players already: Steve Claridge. 35 years old he'd been round. i don't know how many clubs he's played for a lot of clubs in his time um and he, oh he'd God, had quite yeah. quite a few under his belt and with the trademark one sock hanging down and one sock up i mean this he's a throwback to a very different style and type of footballer in that way wasn't he i mean yeah no,
0: shin pads, uh, no shin pads no shin pads you know different boots odd socks <laughs> uh proper <superstitious. laughs>
1: um a lover a lover of the betting shop as well apparently um, I mean, you know. yeah i was gonna say you could tell you could tell he love the gamble but there's none, none of this online stuff kids it was in the actual yeah. physical betting shop with a, with a van load of potatoes in the outside the or other something. thing like, about
0: the other thing about claridge is that um he he was always 35 you, you never
1: you, <laughs> if born thirty
0: five. yeah <laughs> you, whenever you see old pictures of it, you're just like well he's always been 35 like he just never seemed to he was ageless, uh, but but unfortunately ageless at the age of 35.
1: But it's like when you see the pictures of the old Stanley Matthews era, you know, and Tom finnis they all looked old. I mean, maybe it was the time, maybe it was the black and white photography. Well, I don't know what it was, but everyone had craggy kind of age before their time looks. Yeah. And, and Steve Claridge very much harked back to that, whereas, you know, you look at the young I feel, the young Cahill, they, they could have been male models, whereas Claridge looked like he, you know, oh. had this kind of haggard kind of look about him you know well
0: that's Uh, it i mean he didn't prescribe to like he wouldn't prescribe to like the hairstyles of today you could see he was short back and sides old school you know old old school. school
1: And then the you know the, the 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 season that lives eternally. I mean it must in Richard Sadley as or Richie sadly. I think he, he likes to be known as Richie. Mm. Uh, I can never quite shake Richard Sadley, so I think I'm going to call him Richard because I can't no, think I, I call up. him Richard Sa. I'll, I'll always yeah. I always will do. I'm um, sorry if you're listening, Richie, but it's Richard <laughs> on this show, mate. um up front, he came to came to his full kind of talent this season. I mean, we saw a glimpse of it in in League one previous yeah. year, Craig. but. What a player! What a prospect he would have been had he have not been injured. You know, it was, a, it was it was one of the one of the great tragedies of football in many ways. And Millwall certainly.
0: I, I genuinely, I wrote this down when I was looking through all these notes. I mean, this was for me. I know that we went on to go to the FA Cup final this season. Was the pinnacle of this team that yeah. that that had developed since sort of Billy Bonds, who brought in um, yeah. Harris. And then uh, Macker and, and Stevens, who who brought all the youth team through. I mean, this team was a generations team. You talked about your um, steps on. I mean, my I was I must have been about thirteen,
1: fourteen yeah. when this. Yeah, just a touch this... older, but not much. So yeah. I, so
0: yeah, I I was born the season we went up to the Premier League or the yeah. you know, Division One. Um, yeah. So my my since I was born, I've only gone downhill with Millwall until yeah. until sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Until sort of ninety seven, um, where we went to the when we went to Wembley ninety seven ninety eight, yeah. and and, it, and and that was sort of at the same time at the age that I can also I can almost I was a bit more aware of what was going on as opposed to just going to football with my dad. It was
1: like yeah, you could watch take part in proceedings. You yeah, felt like you knew exactly,
0: what exactly. Um, and so that team started then, and there's a whole generation of Millwall fans that you know grew up yeah. with this team because like you said cahill i feel sadly a uh, reed um harris to a smaller extent lucas Neal yeah. were pretty much academy products or had been with Millwall for yeah. most of their professional career
1: because they had to have been we had no money to buy players so exactly. that's, we had to develop, develop
0: them um exactly so we you know you've got half a team there that was out every single day that every single kid could relate to yeah
1: Uh, especially kids
0: that that were going through the system and looking at Millwall scouts you know I remember you know the Millwall community scheme I you know we'd all met Paul Eiffel to one of these soccer clubs and everything like that so they were integrated in the community as
1: well yeah no it was wonderful iconic iconic side in that way strangely I mean we had a a great opening day win and I remember I remember this this game very well because I was there yeah 4-0 yeah. The four nil, four nil, funding of Norwich City, um, and there's some fairly indifferent form, Craig. To be honest, as we go through August, I mean, we've got a couple of got funds. <laughs> as we fund so, Norwich, we got funds to Birmingham, didn't we? Four yeah.
0: Days. So I, I, I remember you listening to Harry saying that this season was the first season that he was went to more away games, and it was the same for me. Birmingham was the first um, proper. Not even northern, but you know, proper, yeah. proper away going, anywhere
1: outside at, London, yeah.
0: outside London, outside M25, yeah, that that I'd been to. Um, and yeah, just remember it was all you know, it was just it was different stadium as well. Like Birmingham, it was a massive stadium, St Andrews, compared to like
1: yeah. the crap
0: you might get at League One. Um, and yeah, getting thumped 4 0, you did think it did, took the shine off a bit of the previous week. Although I do remember us singing with five minutes to go, we're going to win 5-4. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been ambitious. Yeah, but uh, it just I mean, sort of we,
0: typified the attitude that we had at that time, I think.
1: Winning the League Cup, no great, no big deal there. And then we got losses, got losses to Burnley and, and yeah. Crew away um so you know by the end of august we were actually 20th i'd, I'd forgotten that we were you know 20th yeah, i know yeah. it's a early season table but <clears throat> you know that's relegation form isn't it
0: you think about um stevens and mccleary i mean what two yeah. seasons or the previous season
1: were sacked. Yeah. they only got
0: sacked sack at this point so
1: well, there we are but then there's an iconic day. I mean this this day will live in my memory forever. The day we went to Crystal Palace and beat 3 One. I think we had about six thousand fans in there. They, they they restrict the number of away fans now. I think probably as a result of this this game in many ways. I think Simon Jordan decided he didn't want six thousand mil fans in No. We in t- Park.
0: We took over the whole of that wooden wooden uh, uh, seat the shack. stand. <laughs> the shack i remember yeah again first time i've been to palace again with my dad we couldn't even see when sadly I scored i remember because i remember I was watching the clip and thought i don't remember it like that and that was because i couldn't even fucking see it because <laughs> we were at, we were at the other end of the pitch where we scored the other goal so so you <laughs> we were at such an angle that i didn't know it had gone in until everyone else started screaming their heads off i mean a I lot of
1: football
0: saw, <laughs> yeah i just saw that he'd got the ball
1: I mean, I, I remember it. I, I, again, I mean, I, where we, we were sat nearer the front, but I mean, to call them seats, I mean, is a, is, a, is a, you know, if I was a seat, I'd be feeling insulted by the fact that this kind of bench with a slight like dip in it was was described as a seat, yeah. you know, because it's an awful, awful stand. It's an it's awful. Bring your own
0: cushion, isn't
1: it? Oh, oh mate, it's, it's, I, I hate Crystal Palace anyway, but you yeah. know, that's awful stadium. Um, so yeah, sadly, I bang on 45. This was played on September the eighth. Not, uh, yeah. 2001, um, which, um, you know, a couple of days before September, the 11th a fateful mm-hmm. day. Um, and then um, I, I, it looks like they equalised. They, they, they equalised. Clinton it Morrison was, equal, It was equal. straight
0: away. Yeah, there's a clip on the internet. And I forgot they equalised. Clinton Morrison equalised straight away. From kickoff, um, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, we, we were relentless that day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those days, 6,072 away fans officially. I don't don't know how many of the other 21,000 were Millwall, one way and the other, but there was certainly 6,000. There's the half weight stand, I think it's called. And and then uh, straight after the second half, Claridge on 47, which I think was a a trademark kind of taken turn inside the box, if memory serves there, Craig. and then the last minute winner to confirm it. Ninety minutes. It was mayhem that day.
0: Yeah, so. which he just he just to I've, again watching the footage again. You just see it. He he basically races the keeper to the ball and then just toe pokes it past him and tries to follow it up into the net, but it, it it was already going in. It was it's and that was sort of you know ninetieth minute.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Palace
0: looking for an equaliser. Just uh, I just remember going home and just that buzz that you get from a mill that you get from proper away days at Millwall. it just that was that season for me
1: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chat bot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Achten Millwall.
1: I was living over at West Croydon at that point and uh, surrounded by Crystal Palace fans, obviously. Yeah. It, was just a, it was just a wonderful day to have a Millwall champion sticker in the back of my car that I had at the time that yeah. the, the, <laughs> the South London press had given away. So, wonderful yeah. days. But then you know the indifferent formers, a League Cup lost to Gillingham, and then we got um, a loss to Preston. So we're kind mm. of sixteen, not nothing really, no hint at the in these early days of any any great shakes to come in the season. A few wins: Barnsley, uh, Sheffield United win two nil, um, and then you know by by about Christmas, well, just what's that? October, end of October, we're tenth. Yeah. Took a, so nothing, you know, not nothing to rock the world, is there really? At that point, a good win at Stockport, I see there four wheel.
0: No, think... and you look at like you know, sadly he's got a couple of goals. Um, I think we'd lost Lucas Neal at this point, which I think yeah, it's was a Black bit, of, yeah, yeah, which I think was a bit of a blow um, to to fans and stuff. Because again, he it was almost like that was that first first dismantling of that team that we'd sort of growing up with but you know everyone was sticking with it so yeah you just wondered but there was always potential and the thing again is we were we were still scoring one or two goals a game
1: I mean, you you touched on it earlier on because Mark McGee had a, a knack of bringing talent out. I mean, we we lost mm. Lucas Neal, who was an immensely talented player. You, you know, you could put him in any position pretty much on the football field, yeah. um, and he'd do a job. I don't know about goalkeeper, but at most of the outfield positions anyway. Um, but then, you know, we, we've got Ryan Green has come in, and we've, we you know we're scratching wins out. And I don't remember much of Green, but he's clearly done a job. And, and then, and then Matt Lawrence, who kind of um, became the shaggy of um, of the previous season. After that, yeah. he had an ability to find a, a way out of a problem, um, which is is management gold dust, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think
0: a lot of it. again, you get to, you get touch this on a lot of credit has to go to uh, Steve Grip and Ray yeah, Hartford, Hartford because yeah. I think what you what you can notice is when when they've joined, we're doing much better. And then as soon as they leave. And I think Archie, Archie Knox comes in.
1: Yeah, to I be him. to be
0: the assistant for for McGee. That is when he became Mister Magoo, I think. Um, that's you know, I think if you take grit and Hartford, we don't get promoted. We don't get anywhere near. We probably don't even get to that team that that won the FA Cup, or oh, not what the won they have kept that got to the FA Cup final. Um,
1: Archie Knox. There's a name from the past. I, um, when, when he came in, this is the following season, this there's not this yeah. season, but Archie Knox came in. I went with a mate um, who's from Glasgow and he said it was this bloke standing there, he had like a little beige, um, like a little beige jacket on. I so said that's yeah. Archie Knox, he's the new assistant to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to McGee. And I can't do the accent, so I wouldn't dream of insulting any Glaswegian listeners. But he said I mean, he looks like a he looks like a wee a wee Glasgow alcoholic. You see blokes like that propping up the bar in every bar yeah. in Glasgow never 11:00 a.m. Yeah, he was sort of brutal. He was. Sort <laughs> I could never shake the image of a wee Glasgow alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, he he was sort of brought in to be this like hard-nosed sort of like Northern Glas Glaswegian. That's yeah. Right. Uh, I, as I say, I mean, I just, that's a description that stuck with him, and I never, I can never <laughs> shake it. Never take him seriously after that. A wee Glasgow alcoholic with his beige oh, yeah. jacket on. Um, but this, we're still in the heyday of of uh, grit and uh, and Harford here. Um, we had a strange game there. One that's just caught my eye. I'm just jumping forwards to December here, Craig, which hmm. we got beat at home to Manchester City, which was um, away fans were banned from the from, yes. the, from the ground. That I think was the,
0: following. Was it two or three seasons
1: before? Some, no- some naughtiness. Yeah, there was there was a wonderful bit of trouble, a bit of trouble, and
0: and I'm sure that that decision to ban the fans wasn't justified. Later on in the season, maybe towards the end. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs>
1: Um the, the the reason for that I think was um uh, Joe royal always used to complain about coming to Millwall because he reckoned that different rules applied at the Den and they did. Yeah. Um but I remember uh, what season was it Manchester City we, we we drew City at home and it was like anarchy prevailed on the streets of Bermondsey that night. It was um yeah. I'm sure someone busted open the big side doors you know like the uh, the big kind of um the gardeners doors that let's get onto the, into the stadium because oh, I yeah, didn't go yeah. I went that night. I didn't get in through the turnstiles, I just walked in through the big doors. Or something I don't know how they'd use the battering ram or something like that. Something out of Spartacus. You know, <laughs> and we got in that way. And I think there was all sorts of shenanigans um, in that yeah. game. And for that for that reason, um, City fans were banned. And uh, it, it seemed to help them out. They they beat us three um, yeah. two, leaving us ninth in going into into December. Yeah. So um, you know, well,
0: I was going to say the notable thing about me when I was looking at that game is is um, Darren Huckabee. Yeah, Huckleberry. Yeah, who? Yeah. Who? W- apparently, we were something like 150k away from signing. Wait, yeah, before that, that, we got <laughs> before we got relegated or something like that when we are.
1: <laughs> but, I, I, I think he was a one point one point one million signing. Yeah, a, a, did he go to Norwich? I think he was from. Yeah. From, great player, and he was on loan to us. Yeah,
0: he, he's, he's one of those a bit like Jason Punchin and a bit like Chris Woods. That you know, if if we just signed him for that extra 200k, everything would have been different and we'd be winning the Champions League.
1: But that's that's that reminds me of every job interview I've, I never got. I was, in the, I was always in the second rank, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been my, uh, the 15th rank for what it mattered. Yeah. You, just, you know, we, we 150 who knows how many Ks we were short a lot, yeah. I think. Um. A game. I, I just I was just watching this on. I just um, tweeted it actually. came at home on Boxing Day. Wonderful days. Uh, the reverse fixture against Crystal Palace. This yeah. is really where the season for me started to take hold because we were we're since ninth. Um, we beat Pompey. Um, and we have gone sixth. So we're kind of knocking around the um the playoff zone at this point. So a certain sense of um the season building, but. For yeah. me, really took hold with this game against Crystal Palace. Craig, were you there for this one on Boxing Day? Yeah, years? yeah,
0: yeah. I was there because I was trying to remember because I always I always feel like every Crystal Palace game I've been to, their manager has been sacked afterwards. So I did have <laughs> to check to see who their manager was. Was it the first time we sacked Couple? The second Cople, time? Was it the Dougie Friedman one? Uh,
1: Couple went on with a pre season. It was a pre season, wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah. Put six past them. And yeah. I, th- I thought that was when couple went he had a he went to have a nervous breakdown or something didn't he yeah um i can't remember who the manager was for this one and maybe the listeners will it was it, it was, was it a sacking was it a sacking listeners?
0: no it wasn't remember. so uh, steve <laughs> bruce was the manager i had to look bruce. up and steve bruce okay he was replaced but not not because of us unfortunately Shame. i'm sure we, just, we contributed to it
1: um wonderful yeah. footage wonderful footage iTV digital footage and that you know that, that was a that was a, another thing that happened around about this time was the uh, the big iTV digital channel that was going to pump money into the championship like what yeah. the uh the premier League got from sky but that collapsed I mean, a lot of teams went down a pan as, as a result um but this wonderfully fuzzy thick um, footage um Claridge 51. I love reading these out. Claridge 51, sadly a 53 and sadly a 56 minutes, a five minute, three goal spell. That's, that's what you want at the den. That's a total kind of um, meltdown, isn't it?
0: And and the other thing is that that sadly is 12th goal of the season. Yeah. So, and that yeah. partnership over the last sort of what, uh, eight or nine games has really taken off it. And I remember he just, they just kept scoring.
1: Yeah, um, they really work you, well together. A, yeah, a and
0: it wasn't one of those it, Neil Harris. You knew you knew had been special, and he was special. For I remember the I think the first year he joined us, he scored like eighteen goals. And then it was him and Jamie Curiton that were on for Golden Boot, and he just was picked. And then he got that twenty-eight gold season where he won the Golden Boot. And but you always knew with with Sadlier because he was second foil to to Harris. You know, he'd come off on mm. the bench or he'd have to play on the wing. You didn't realise how good he was and then it all it almost felt like he came out of nowhere this season. Yeah. And he was suddenly one of the best strikers that we'd ever produced.
1: Um I think it was working with Claridge, and one of the things yeah. when, when when you watch this old footage, it's quite interesting because you know if you said to me, Steve Claridge, what does it look like as a footballer? I can ima- I can remember him well, twisting and turning, and kind mm. of scuffing scuffing in shots and 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 the like. You know that 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 if you said to me, what does Cle- uh, Steve Claridge mean? It means that. But when yeah. you watch the old footage. Um, it was against Wolves, um, so later in the season. But he, he was chasing a dead, a dead ball, um, oh God, forcing, yeah. forcing the Wolves uh, defender wide. He was having to run hard to catch a ball that should have been going out for a goal kick, and and Claridge forced it. I think he retrieved possession in the end because he, he would not tolerate giving a loose ball yeah. away.
0: I mean, for the younger listeners, the like really younger listeners, if you imagine Lee Gregory, but he could actually score
1: <laughs> more regularly. <laughs> And he wore one sock and yeah. he would wear odd, odd boots.
0: And, and, and he was thirty-five, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he had a strange market garden business going on the side. Yeah, you know? that's that, that was Steve Clarys, and he had I think Lee, you'd have to mess up Lee Gregory's haircut. You'd probably have to get it done for a fire or some kind of real, real backstreet kind of barber. You know, that
0: was kind of the attitude of, of him and the team. Like they just didn't give a shit. They just no, no. They no. just wanted. They just wanted to score. They just wanted to win. They, they, and they would give their all for it. They didn't mind how it looked, and we could score from any position. We got long-range goals coming in from Reedy, which Reed, I, don't, yeah. I still don't think, even now, we've got that in this squad. And I don't think we've had anything like that kind of outside threat
1: Not since the same power. Witt left. Power no. strikes from distance. No, I, I agree. I agree.
0: Um, and then you've got Tim Cahill can score. You know. Tim Cahill meant that any corner. I remember. I remember always chatting to my dad when we always used to clap for corners and stuff. And I always just said, "Why do we clap for corners? We never fucking score." <laughs> and then Tim Cahill came along, and I thought, "Well, this is this is why you get excited when a corner comes on because actually you've got an actual threat."
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so there we are. December, we 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 beat Crystal Palace. We beat Crew. Yeah. And then uh, Watford four one.
0: Yeah, and that was that was. That was the special game. That was um, yeah.
1: That was the Harris the Harris comeback goal, yeah. wasn't it? On the 90th minute, there it is. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a decisive win with with that topping off, and then you get that kind of iconic Iwo jima style lifting him up to the to the crowds and pointing back at the back at the fans. Wonderful. Yeah. Iconic
0: and that coach. was again. That was a you know you sort of wonder there. I mean, that we're fifth at that point, mm. and after that game, we we're never out of the playoffs no and you no, just we, we're
1: contenders to, from there, the yeah.
0: get getting harris back him scoring that goal what that did for i wasn't there at watford we didn't go because i think it was a tuesday night game or something so my dad was working so we couldn't go um but i just remember seeing the footage on it must have been on the icv highlights show or whatever yeah, it was probably yeah, um yeah. and just having goosebumps at at the at the watching him make the run and score the goal and be lifted up i just remember having goosebumps and just thinking uh, even at like 12 13 like this is it this is like you just feel like something is happening this season that's just maybe building, not going to be building momentum. yeah
1: absolutely I mean, we, we actually went second a couple of weeks after that Watford away win. We beat Watford again at home in a reverse fixture. Mm. Um, one you know, nil home, <clears throat> Claridge penalty, and we've gone second. Incidentally, what a great penalty taker Steve Claridge was. Um, oh, my God. We'll come on to the Wolves game later. I won't, I won't, I won't leave ahead too much, but he, that was a Claridge penalty. Um, yeah. Put a second, and as you say, we stayed third. Third going through February, with, despite one or two... Losses. I said I was uh, Manchester City, we got beat away. We never seem to do much going away to places no. like that. Um, and a couple of losses, some in different form really coming into um into March. That seems to be where we've slipped away from the uh, the you know the top three into into the kind of the fourths and fifths at this point. Yeah, I think that's a point
0: we basically it then became a, a sort of three horse race for the two places didn't it we yeah we'd we'd slipped away um and I think it was Wolves was it Wolves uh it was us it was Man City West Brom and Wolves yeah um that were sort of Man City are running away with it and then it was West Brom and Wolves for for the promotion
1: well three um, successive defeats really did for our, our automatic hopes I think that was Yeah. Pompey away three noises on the ninth of March, um, home loss which would have hurt, I don't remember it, but it hurts just looking at it. Um, two one to Sheffield Wednesday, and then a, a loss at and and actually yeah. one two four four losses actually there, yeah, Craig, which really did for us. March was a poor month.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's sort of that sort
1: of classic Millwall, isn't it? We
0: that that two thousand two thousand one season where we won won the league. You know, we were top at. Whenever it was November, December, and we never let go. And that is very un like
1: I think sadly I was injured. Just looking at the teams for these <coughs> losing oh, yeah. games. And Claridge that is up front. point did not go out? Must have been. I mean he played at 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 Preston, where we've beaten two one at home. And then his yeah. name doesn't feature Yeah,
0: so that was him. So that and that there. So Harris came in, yeah. So that so was we've his got injury. Off
1: the boil, and we've only I mean we'll come back to same point about um magee solving problems we've had a loss of form that's one four four straight defeats yeah which has put us into the playoff um zone rather than thinking about automatic promotion but then um an inspired signing of dion dublin um yeah
0: so again for younger listeners uh Contrary to the belief that he sells homes for a living, uh, he was a footballer <laughs> once as well. and um, A very good footballer. He, it well. wasn't too bad. And uh, he had a brief spell at Millwall.
1: <laughs> a brief spell? I mean, a wonderful brief spell. I mean, I was yeah. just looking at the BBC report. Millwall signed a sealed Dublin deal. Lions boss McGee made his move for the 32-year-old. So he was at the back end of his career at this stage, yeah. in an attempt to solve his problems and attack where the prolific uh, Richard sadly is, is sidelined with a hip injury. That's ominous words because that yeah. would be the same in- hip injury that would um, he would never really recover from. Actually, sadly, uh, despite no. all, all the promise, that was going to be that was going to be it for him, one way and the other. Um, yeah. But. That, we did a,
0: you know, Joe Dolan the year before. I think was it Joe Dolan with his leg injury the year before.
1: Dolan had broken his leg. Um, Harris.
0: Ha- Harris went cancer. out with the, statistic, the cancer, and then even before this season finishes, you've you've lost. Sadly, uh, we've Lucas Neil has gone to Blackburn. Fair enough. Yeah. Um But you know that's. It's a it's lot cute. of talent to lose. It, it's, it's a lot of talent to lose, um, and to still be,
1: to still be a contender with yeah. with a. Dion Dublin's 32, we know that Claridge is 35 because he's on the back of his shirt, so yeah. that's what, 67 years worth of, of playing, <laughs> of, 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 of uh, age, of, of a front two, and yet we start to turn the season around with a win over Stockport, who look, I think they finished bottom of the table that season and probably yeah. doomed for non-league in the end, but, um, and then a succession of three wins, the the classic win i don't know if you've seen the footage on on youtube craig but i mentioned it already the wolves game was a classic yeah. game for I, everyone again, that was there that I,
0: night I, I what i didn't realize until seeing that footage again was that promoted man city
1: with that, that win. game yeah that <clears> one
0: man city yeah um, so they uh, owe us they yeah owe us. <laughs> <laughs> give us a couple of quid <laughs> um, oh dear but um, the, thing that, the thing that surprises me um, was for a Friday night game, seventeen thousand.
1: Proper seventeen thousand as well, yeah. not not like um, a, a, a some of the tourists from London who decided to go and watch a game of football on Friday mm. night. That was that was a proper on both sides because Wolves brought a good following there. I'm just yeah, looking yeah. at the they brought um, Two and a half thousand. Two and a half thousand yeah. um, proper Wolves fans, and that, the rest of it was Millwall on a Friday night, and it was a mega atmosphere, um, wonderful night of football. I watched the. Um, I mean, the, the footage is very out of focus, so it's not great quality, but you, you can see enough to see what um, what a matchup of teams this was. Yeah. Um, and we started that night with um, Steve Claridge and Dion Dublin now as our front two. Dublin, immensely experienced player, and that that finished one nil to the Lions, and that sparked um, a revival of form. The yeah. penalty, Claridge's penalty. I just want to mention that, Craig, if I may, because. Um, he gets clipped inside the penalty area and and properly tripped as well. You can, you know, the referee, um, he's doing one of his drinking dribbles down the left. He gets clipped. And then I've forgotten the mind games that Wolves tried to play with. They must. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the Wolves defender, I don't know who it is, but basically while they're, chatting to the ref or something he goes and picks up the ball and places it
1: moves the ball um having a word in his ear um you know talking to everything they could do to get in the in clarity's face and of course i'm just looking at the table wolves were in the hunt for automatic promotion themselves after our loss of form they were third finished third in the table so they they needed a result here as much as we did um and they were committing everything to this this moment Mm. um but cool. I mean, as as far as cool penalty taking is, uh, is concerned, that was a wonderful strike. He just buried it into the right side of oh, the goal, yeah. and sold it, the, the goalkeeper dummy. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, it's cool. It's, um, it, it was wonderful.
0: It was class. And you know, again, Claridge that season, he he he'd scored all the way consistently throughout the year. I mean, he was phenomenal, and and his penalty taking was again incredible. Just very much. Just someone who you'd be happy taking a penalty, which, you, you, again, I, I not since Claridge necessarily, but I don't think we found a steady penalty taker again in, in this side for for a good few years.
1: No, <clears throat> no no one that you could rely on in the same no. way. Um, so Claridge gets that goal. We win at Coventry, a game of another Claridge goal, 24th yeah. minute win at Coventry. Um, a game, I think it was on the TV, Grimsby uh, at home, 3-1 to Millwall. Uh, De- on Dublin goal. Uh, and again, I mean, for, you always judge a good lone player, Craig. But um, if they get in and come in, only a few appearances, but they come and get goals. Yeah. And Dublin scored goals. I mean, there's three goals I'm just seeing on this little screen here. So, you know, towards the end, the crucial game uh, time of the season, he's coming and got goals, opened the scoring against Grimsby and Harris. Um, and with two, so it's nice to see Harris back in the. In the uh, in the goals, he was never fully fit. I don't think he never seemed to be quite the same player after his return. Neil Harris, sadly,
0: no. And it was and it was one of those situations. I think when you're a bit like with youth players, when you're at the championship level, you can't you almost can't afford to give Harris the time to get properly match fit and get properly up no. to speed. If if for whatever reason he might not be doing it in training, or if his fitness levels are down and it's going to take him two to three you know two three years you know yeah it, 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 it's really difficult when you're pushing for promotion to to keep giving him a, a chance when you've got someone like deon dublin who's going to score goals so
1: so there we are grimsby was the last game of the regular season um, yeah we, we finished fourth with 77 points there was a sense of that that loss of injuries and whatever had played its part but we we were in the playoffs and we're matched up with Birmingham over a fateful two legs. Um, yeah. I did. I, re- I didn't go. Didn't go. Did you go to the away game, the one up at St Andrews? The no, I didn't.
0: I didn't. Again, I didn't go to either because I think the again the the the, the home game was a week night, and mm. my dad. My dad was. Um, my dad. Help manage uh, the, some wine bars in London, so yeah. he he, if he was working, that was me because I wasn't getting there on
1: my own. Um, no, 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 no. And no. Um,
0: yeah, so oh. I, I remember watching uh, watching yes. those, uh, the, the away game on TV, but I, I remember when I saw Birmingham was the the name, I just thought back to the second game of the season, and we got a thump four nil, and I just it was just an inkling at thought, yeah, I I actually don't fancy this. Ju- there was I, just something that.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't get to it. I, I've got an idea it was a morning kickoff. It might have been a Sunday morning kickoff mm. up there, or it might have been a Saturday. I don't know. It was a morning kickoff. I couldn't get up there for various yeah. reasons. Um, and we equalised. So they've, they've got a head up there. And I must admit, when they went ahead, I was listening to the radio um, broadcast and I thought, oh, yeah. that's it, it, yeah, it's tough now. We've got behind. If they get a second one, we're probably done for. But Deion yeah. Dublin popped up and got a critical goal up there to equalise it. So it was all on the the home leg, the yeah. uh, one, one all coming back to the den. And I mean, that was an immense night as well. I mean, it, it, it finished with that last minute. Um, it was gut, ni- gutting.
0: Ninety third of ninety two minutes, I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I remember it as almost as if we had decided. To play for the draw in those last few minutes because i remember we were just
1: sitting back extra time was on the cards
0: and sitting um, back
1: yeah i think we fancied ourselves in extra time uh, dion dublin had gone very close um in real time i think it must have been in the in the late 70 minutes something 75 plus He'd mm. gone close um i think it was, it was like a, a ball across from the right and he'd reached out and just missed it it would have been yeah close ahead. Um, and you're right I think we 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 probably sat back which is never good I've I, I never liked a middle team that sits back and no. never liked like, it we was, always it, was better it was
0: the antithesis of what and part of it was you know you lose sadly you lose that partnership that had been scoring freely you know when we when we beat teams we scored two three four goals consistent from the same as last year and now it just felt like I think like you were saying like when we went 1-0 down against Birmingham, compared to other games that season, if we'd gone 1-0 down, I thought, well, we're in this because we've got Sadio on the field. We've yeah. got Cahill. We've got goals amongst us. When we went 1-0 down, I just thought, I'm just not sure we're going to come back. And then Dublin scored with that glancing header, which was great. But
1: yeah. it just, it
0: was, it, it, you know, if you're going to play a certain way, never, always stick to that. And, and we just sat back in that last... I just remember us sitting back in that last five, ten minutes and thinking we're something something's going to happen and it was like a toe poke at the end
1: and that was that stern john in the last minute um, stern
0: john i will remember that name forever Gen- <laughs> i genuinely remember that name forever stern john
1: and that was about it for the evening after that it was all just quietly go home and nothing happened
0: And everyone i think i think we shook hands with the the op- opposition fans
1: well well played um, sir
0: We'll we gave them
1: an expert, on, uh, an escort onto the onto the trains, and um, no police horses were harmed. And, uh, that was. That was uh, we won't dwell long on this. I've just typed the words of "Millwall riot 2002" on Wikipedia in uh, Google, and uh, there's some great headlines here. I mean, really, I mean, you, must, you have to laugh because it's the times are too serious not to laugh. But uh, police may sue Millwall Football Club over violence. Um, Kung Fu Dad caged for Kung, for violence kung fu dad mill lose and run riot um children cow or the soccer mob runs right i mean it was it, it was a full-scale riot outside i, I must admit yeah. you know sometimes these 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 things get a little bit overdone with the the provider of the internet but that was a proper riot there there um well, cars set on fire
0: <laughs> when we when we met My wife, uh, I I said to my wife, I was a Mill fan. She's she's from Scotland, and um, Mm. so she only knew sectarian football. So she kind of got the Mill thing anyway. Um, But (laughs) but um,
1: match made in heaven, mate. Yeah,
0: when I said when I said I was a Mill fan she said are you the guys that cut their heads off a horse and i was like
1: i don't think we did i don't that.
0: think i don't think we did that but i'm sure it's been written about <laughs> whether we did it or not we'll probably get the blame for it
1: it was sheer hell says the daily mirror 47 police 26 horses injured in milton riot yeah. um and so it goes on student 18 appears in court blah blah blah. it goes on and goes on i mean it was um a landmark moment um we never it, really recovered from it for a long time afterwards i don't think whether we would you say we ever did to this day did we ever recover from it
0: i think i think we've had we've still had some classic Millwall nights and away mm. games you still get the away following Leeds games and and the Huddersfield game at home and stuff like that but i think there was something so from this for those who don't know the the sort of um Compulsory membership scheme was introduced. Yeah, we yeah. had to be a member in order to get tickets and and things like that. And that I remember hearing that you know it, we were going to lose casual fans or fans that didn't want to have to pay a yearly membership. And so I don't, you know, there was arguments about whether it mattered whether you were going to pay seven an extra seventeen quid or not. But it definitely yeah. had it definitely had an impact on attendances, on atmosphere, and not just the. I, I don't even think just the, the the sort of memberships and stuff like that and the bannings and everything i think it was just the atmosphere of after that after the game and sort of the proper gut punch the
1: that, thing i've always found players. interesting is interrupting sorry that just yeah. occurred to me i found it interesting then and to this day I mean, i'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything mm. of that kind but um i was there to watch the football um mm. with, with with james my uh, you know my partner's boy so we in the and then stern john scores the goal and mm. that was the think the, the final whistle went almost immediately afterwards so i said come yeah. on right, james to make a move we were parked i was living over in croydon at the time so we we're parked down the end of the road on just on the other side of the old kent road actually I couldn't get parked mm. so I was just on the other side of that but as we left the um the ground the, the right was in full in full in full riot you know there, yeah. there was there was i could see a car on fire down it's with a diverted down stockholm road and we were going to go left anyway so that was that was kind of okay and i yeah. was keen keen to steer him away from it um but there was a fire there's a fire, car going on you could see uh, the scenes mm. of a riot going on down by the junction of Zampa and, and um and the Alderson Road. and roads and i thought myself that's quick you know um yeah to kick off so fast when literally the goal had gone in and we we shot downstairs down the outside through the exit and it's it's in full flow out there it makes me think it was ready to go before stern john had actually scored the goal if you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah. to have got to that state of um violence by that that point they must have been at it from you can't just go from a standing start to ultra violence you know without a bit of a, a few minutes yeah. worth of uh, of lead-up work um And it's always, it's never, never, never really left me after that because that was in full flow, literally seconds after the, I was, I was out of the stadium. It wasn't long where we sit, we straight down the exit and out. Um, And I've never, I've never quite got it out of my head that whoever started that event was there to start the event and not not worry about the football. I mean, as it was, the, the club had it pinned on them and you can argue about Theo and whether he should or shouldn't have done more to stand our ground against the police. I could imagine it being a very difficult situation. Just looking at the headlines here, min- ministerial comment, uh commissioner of the, of the Met police, the, you know, all sorts of yeah. high, high level pressure would have come his way. But, um, but then,
0: but then, it... <sighs> you never you never I suppose want to glorify it. but you know it's it's the legend of 1985 it's the legend of 2002 that means when you're playing against Huddersfield and you're getting that that horrid yeah. atmosphere that you're creating for the opposition players that when you say when, you know if, you, if they're yeah. saying let's say in obscenities it's actually why those players believe that they're going to happen and yeah. therefore maybe stay away from the touchline and don't go as quickly or as hard or as fast into tackles so it's that whole thing of
1: the name uh, lives on the name lives on yeah
0: it's that whole thing you know Millwall is a a neat coat peg to to hang all the
1: ills of football upon um it felt also like the end of Theo time although we made the cup final it It felt like the beginning of the end really for the it the it. It,
0: it was the pinnacle it was for me that was you know if you're looking at sliding doors moment that mm. stern John goal was the sliding doors moment that was <laughs> was was, it. <laughs> was whether or not we were going to, you know,
1: go off. There, and... <laughs> there we are, listeners. We've got riot. We've got we've got Steve Claridge, and we've got rom <laughs> in <Yes>. this show. <laughs> <laughs> what other podcast can cram is a sliding doors reference? And, yeah. uh, well, and I could have and, gone uh, quantum
0: theory. I should have probably uh, gone quantum theory instead. <laughs>
1: oh dear that's great stuff Craig Griffiths well done mate I, I, I really enjoyed that it's um it seems like only yesterday and yet it's it's nearly 20 years ago now so there we are time time flies um
0: for me that that's a culmination of a team that started that came of age when we lost against when we beat Stoke 2-0 with nine youth players basically and it kind of ended but bumbled along and we went to the cup Cup final obviously, but it ended there with that Stern John goal. That's that's um yeah.
1: that's that was my uh It still hurts, mate, to this day. Oh it's, my God. It's, It still hurts. Yeah. Um let's not dwell on it. Really appreciate <laughs> your time today, Craig. Thank you um, very much, sir it's been great stuff um, if anyone else out there wants to do their favourite season do get in touch akadongmillwall at gmail.com it'd be great to hear from you great to hear from you Craig we'll get you back on the show more often mate we, yeah we, sounds good we've, we've missed it so yeah, good we stuff we'll say no more about 2001-2 best wishes to the NHS star. thoughts with them at this difficult time yeah. arrivederci Ar- 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 mill thank you Craig Griffiths thank you This edition is dedicated to the memory of Mark Griffiths, 1961 to 2020.